On today's episode, we are coming back with part two regarding water. Today, we're t- discussing the types of water, um, and we are talking about the things that are in our tap water and ways that you should consider testing your water if you have not already done so. We also give um, some other information regarding filtered water, alkaline water, bottled water, and more. Let's take a dive in. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back. We are continuing to talk about water today. Hopefully, if you listen to Monday, you have been increasing your water. And going longer between peas. So this is what I learned, because I don't know everything, and it's very interesting. I don't have to pee that often, so I'm curious. So when you go to the bathroom a lot, what you're doing is you're using more muscles to pee, like you're pushing the pee out, Mm -hmm. versus having it be a reflex So your bladder should get full to the point where it's a reflex in the body versus like a strain. Because what most people, and most people, what they're doing is they're not, like they're not allowing their bladder to get full before they empty it. Mm -hmm. And so then they're losing that reflex and then you lose the control of your bladder. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get too tight with their muscles in their pelvic floor. And she talked about that on the podcast around like your pelvic floor is usually a too tight issue, not a too loose issue. Mm -hmm. And so um, I am definitely the too tight um, too much straining, obviously that type of thing. And so, and I also would like, she calls them jicks, but like just in case mm-hmm. peas, yep. like you're about to get into the car, you're about to go to grocery store, you're mm-hmm. about to go on calls. And I was totally the mm-hmm. person that did that. Like I would pee twice during my workout. I would pee before my workout. I'd pee in the, like uh, totally unnecessary. Um, and so since I have been extending the times between my peas and she said, like, you're going to feel like you have to pee and you have to hold it and you have to basically like train and get distracted Mm -hmm. and find a way to hold it. Like obviously don't pee yourself, but find a way to hold it to where you don't want to wear. You don't, you don't have to wear depends. No, that was actually part of the recommendation. And I'm sorry, Veronica, if you're listening, I can't do it. I cannot put, I will. I now know what I'm getting you for Christmas. No, she said to actually use a pad (laughs) for workouts in particular, because people Mm -hmm. that, and like, listen, I do not think that, I think that a large majority of women pee when they work out mm-hmm. and just let it be like mm-hmm. they just like that's part of life <laughs> it should not be part of life even after you've had kids um and so when i do double unders currently they're like i i notice like i have to pee um and so she said to wear one while you're working out mm-hmm. because some people don't even notice that they're like dripping basically leaking, leaking. Basically. yeah mm-hmm. um but the whole concept is basically allow your bladder to get completely full and then have it be a reflex to release it and don't push. You should not strain when you go poop. Like all of those things should be very flowing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. So on the topic of hydration and people needing to pee more. Um, you shouldn't strain when you need to poop. Strain. You shouldn't strain when you need to pee. Nope. Shouldn't should be not. a strenuous. Use a squatty potty. She said she gets people squatty potties for holidays. Really? Yeah. I was like, that's so great. We actually got one as like a gag gift and we threw it away. I so we have a stool in the bathroom. I use Marcus's stool. Yeah, I use the stool yep. because like Taylor likes to climb on it when she's in the bathroom. Carson climbs, you know, obviously to wash his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I use it when I pee and have bowel movements. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know like why I didn't poop? want to say poop. I don't know. It's just, you know. I'm thinking about changing my Instagram name to the poop queen. <laughs> I just love what? Art's reaction. Art just laughed. Really hard. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll start a new Instagram that's all just like poop talk. Yeah. No, I mean like, it's fine. I mean, what else would I yeah. call it on? Like, yeah. The poop queen and I just feel like it's a, I'm a female who talks about poop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you guys sure. should see their faces. <laughs> it's not, uh, maybe make sure it's not taken. I don't know if someone else wants that title. <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm gonna keep talking about poop let's talk about oh, water today though. oh my god all right so we talked monday about the importance of hydration all of well a majority of the roles that water plays in your body we talked about short-term dehydration long-term dehydration and today we're going to talk about different types of water because we get a lot of questions uh, okay we get a what lot of <laughs> i got it what's my oh. new instagram name oh you got it I'm thinking something around the stressed out mama because I want to talk about like how to remove and reduce mm-hmm. stress because mm-hmm. so many moms just like accept that. Yeah. And yeah, there's stress as a mom, but like I'm, you know, my love is kind of a little bit more on like the adrenal and the right. stress and the main, you know, maintenance. Well, I think I'm going to have to have two accounts because For I'm not sure. going to just like, lo- oh my God, remember the day that we thought we lost our accounts and I was like <gasps> almost in tears because I thought all the content, yes, all the copy, all the videos, all the hours. Guys, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you should go to Instagram, follow Liz Roman Nutrition, soon to be also at The, the Poop, Poop Queen, Queen and Becca Chills dot nutrition, C H I L C Z Chills. Um, this is also in the show notes. If you guys these are always in, yeah. Follow us on, we do a lot of content. Instagram is where the majority of our content is. Yeah. Um, I totally I, forgot that we had a new website and I hadn't updated my Facebook in a long time. But for this um, presentation that, you know, I'm going to do, the guy was asking me, presenting us to, you know, his company. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. My Facebook hasn't been updated in like months. So we fixed that. Yeah. Facebook is definitely an older population, I think. Instagram's a little bit more like 20s, 30s, 40s. And I feel like TikTok is like teens and 20s. Well, I push my stories from Instagram to Facebook. So I still do Facebook. I'm just not, I'll be honest, the amount of notifications that I have on Facebook from our main Facebook group, as well as all the other uh, groups and the way that they've changed things. Like I don't see what I want to see anymore. I see a bunch of weird things that I, I actually figured out how to fix that, but Facebook stresses me out. Facebook in general is like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. But we still have our groups there and Uh we actually have our, um, gotten hormone group specifically for content where we go and we do lives a couple times a month. You can ask us questions there and we're in those groups. We have, you know, an admin that monitors those, but like just even from a personal perspective, like I don't even know if I posted our family, if I did, our family photos came from Instagram to Facebook. Anywho, (laughs) let's get back to water. So we are uh, all over the map today, but now we have solidified that I will be at the Poop Queen and Absolutely. we'll talk about water as my first post because this is important for you not to have to strain. So when we think about water, we want to think about the cleanest, purest water that we can possibly consume because there are a lot of things that are in different sources of water, well water, tap water. We're going to dive into that today. But you know, if you're somebody who's drinking unfiltered water, please go and buy a Brita by some sort of filter. Um, you can do this for your home. You can do one that you install into your home. Uh, you can do this for your shower heads. You know, you can put a whole house filtration in. Uh, if you can, you know, do that, that's 
fantastic for us. We just have a water filtration system, you know, at our sink. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone to like the showers and things like that yet, but there's a lot of nasty things, chemicals, pesticides, uh, medications that get into our water supply. And this is why I think a lot of people have heavy metal toxicity. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we deal with a lot of even gut imbalances, right? When we think about parasites, you guys have listened to that podcast now uh, about parasites with Diane Kayser, you know, water is a source that you oh, know yeah. we can be exposed. I mean, we're exposed to them all the time, everywhere, everywhere around you. You don't have to travel. You don't have to, you know, be in a place where there's contaminated water, but your soil, your fruits, your vegetables, depending upon where they're coming from, what they were washed with, these are all sources of, you know, contamination if you're not paying attention and filtering your water. Yeah. Well, this is really interesting too. An article that we were looking at um, talks about the Earth's surface is 71% water. 97% of that is found in seas and oceans. Only 3% is fresh water. So of that 3%, 79% of that 3% is found in glaciers and ice caps. 29% is groundwater. 1% is surface water. So of the total, less than 1% is drinkable and available for human consumption. Found on the surface and in underground, underground aquifers. And ever since World War II when they had bombing, Mm -hmm. the residuals of that have basically contaminated all of our water sources. Mm -hmm. And so we need to understand that although there are purification methods, they do, and there's been research on this, guys. Like, yes, purification of water is great. There are certain states that are not as good as others. Illinois is included in one of those states that's not as good as others. Mm -hmm. Shocker. I think we're like top eight, aren't we? Top eight for worst water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're top one for everything that's horrible. I hate Illinois. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we still live here. I don't know. I mean, like, it's really hard to move. Yeah. Oh no, I'm ready ASAP. I've been well, looking at houses Well, can you convince my in-laws to move? Because I need my in-laws and my, my parents will be, live in Florida for half the year and that's fine. My in-laws, I need to move. I can go over and have a cup. Can I maybe bring some wine? And yeah. Talk, they, you know, they like um, wine, right? Na- Mayomi is their favorite. Okay. By the way, guys, Mayomi, what Pinot Noir Mayomi. is phenomenal. How do you spell it? M-A-O-M-I, I think. Okay. Or M-E-O-M-I, Mayomi. Got it. It's delicious, by the way. If you like good wine, it's delicious. Um, so we end up in this place where you need some type of filtration mm-hmm. on top of, unfortunately, the city's filtration because things get through that, guys. Things absolutely get through that. And they have tested that. Look at the EWG, the Environmental Working Group. They have a lot of stuff that you can do. You can enter in your zip code, all kinds of things. You can even test your water, test strips. By the way, I need to grab your test strips because mm-hmm. um, I need to prove to my husband that we need water filters. It's he, disgusting. I don't even, I don't know if I want We have a filter system on our fridge. And we we change that frequently, but I would like to test it still, um, and I would like to get one for underneath the sink. But anyways, we need to talk about the different types of water. So number one is tap water, and this is where a lot of bad things tend to end up in. The water that you get from your faucet is called tap water. This is generally sourced from a dam or a river, treated at a water treatment facility, stored in a reservoir, and then supplied to homes through water pipelines. While the quality of tap water generally has to meet the government guidelines and often does at the water treatment plant, intermittent supply through old distribution pipelines, which run parallel to sewage lines in many cities of India, fun fact, can render this water unsafe, especially during peak summer and during the rainy season, which is prone to flooding, okay? If you've ever looked at what pipes look like that filter your, that send your water to your house, you guys, you don't want to look. Yeah. Or maybe you need to look to understand 
what is actually getting into your water. Yeah, I'm going to have Art go uh, get our water tester right now so I can tell you guys what exactly it tests for because it's a device. It's not a digital, it is digital, but it's a device where basically you're going to fill up two glasses. It's got some prongs on it and it'll go either side. And one's testing for, I think, lead and mercury and the other one's testing. And so when we tested our water here um, in Lyle, where we used to live, as well as Bolingbrook, it turned almost black. So it was green, blue on one, and then the other one was almost black. And so, think I mean, just think about that for a second. Like, that's not something I want to be putting in my, no, my body, right? I do not. So, and then when we look at, like, did you talk about mineral water? Not yet. Okay, good. Sorry, I was distracted. It's I'm okay. looking at my water tester. Um, <laughs> so mineral water, as the name suggests, is enriched with vital minerals, mostly calcium and magnesium. So natural mineral water is taken from underground sources, which are rich in mineral content, and then packaged and sold as mineral water in your grocery stores, right? So as you can imagine, I mean, this sounds great on the surface level. Awesome. I've got this water. Now it's got some, uh, you know, sodium and magnesium and it's coming from the earth. But what about all of the processing and the ways that they distribute this, right? Um, Because that's quite expensive, I would say, compared to tap water. Um, And you have to imagine that the natural mineral content while it does provide health benefits, you know, at the source, by the time that it's gone through this distribution and is, you know, sent to stores, you're probably losing, you know, some of that mm-hmm. and there's some contamination there. So, um, you know, if you're looking at just mineral water, it does have um, benefits in terms of, you know, your digestive system. Again, minerals are the spark plugs to the body, can help support your immune system um, and many other benefits. But here's the thing. You want to make sure that it's, it's good quality sourced. Uh, and when we think about any of the packaged drinking water or bottled water, mineral water included, this has been treated with different technologies, right? Such as filtration or reverse osmosis, UV, ozone, and water treatment plants. Um, and then they're filtering into pouches or bottles. Now they even have like the cartons, right? What's the name of that company? The the box water? Oh, no, it's box water. Just water or something? Just, yeah. Um, and so- it's great that we have that. Obviously, we want to have bottled water, but again, the mineral content or you know the way that they are treating these things is going to change and alter what that natural water was. Mm-hmm. And we also need to consider that a lot of these bottles, when they are stored or you know sent places, they are exposed to heat in a lot of ways. So, like temp, we need to consider temperatures that these things are stored at. Um, because when things are in plastic, we all know the B- BPA exposure that can happen um, with plastic bottles, which is why you never want to have hot things in plastic because the BPA leaches into those things that you then consume. Um, so, although bottled water can technically be, you know, quote unquote healthier or better because it has more filtration involved, um, you're then exposed to the BPA from the plastic. So, I want to say like F me, right? You know, I like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know? Um, number four is spring water or glacier water. Um, so this is sourced as you can guess from springs or glaciers. Uh, and since water is collected right from the source, it generally is very clean and free from toxins and other unwanted particles. In some cases, depending on, um, the spring or glacier, it may actually even be infused with vital minerals. So if you get spring or glacier water from authentic brands like Evian or Arrowhead, you know, it makes me think of Evian. Does anyone remember the movie Superstar? No. With Will Ferrell, the cheerleaders, and Molly Shannon. I don't think I've seen it. Evian is like the, su- the super popular annoying girl in the movie. Okay. And there's a part of the movie where she's like, 
Evian, and she's like making. F- it's just watch the movie. If anyone's seen, go watch Superstar. I cannot believe you've never seen Superstar. seen Superstar. It's I an am. SNL movie. Yeah. Art, have you seen Superstar? Superstar. You have never. Oh I don't my god. Think we I gotta have. on I'll our walk later. It. I'm gonna show you a video. Yeah. Um. Okay. But anyways, authentic brands like Evian or Arrowhead. Then you can rest assured that you are getting some of the best drinking water in the world. However, it is going to be expensive. Like this is tends to be the most expensive of water. Um. Don't choose lesser known brands, though. Some companies are guilty of selling raw spring or glacier water without testing it. Um, as such, it contain it can't contain toxins, germs, bacteria um, that can make you sick. So, trusted brands, guys. Fiji's my favorite. I love Fiji, and my dad actually has an investment situation in Fiji water mm. because they are actually going to be, um, believe it or not, insider facts. Fiji. Um, I don't know if it's Fiji or there's another spring in that area that like the glaciers are actually drying out. Oh or yeah, the, you told us this. Yeah. yeah, and so he's invested in another company that's got a new like tap on a different spring, mm. like well, like a does spring he want to adopt me? That I think will pay out very well. Did did you does he want to adopt <laughs> me? Do I need to get him some wine I too? Have, listen, I'm <laughs> just going to talk to all of my parents. <laughs> just show huh? up at their house with their favorite bottle of wine. And by the way, here's my proposal. My kids got to go to college, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about well water. So we know that this is very common, um, right? Uh, for people who live in like rural areas, not going to be that common in cities uh, or urban areas, but it's definitely a prime source. Like I you know, remember my grandmother's farm, they had uh, well water, right? Um, and when it rains, the water trickles down um, and crevices into the soil and starts accumulating underground. A well is then drilled on top of one of these natural underground water reserves and directly, in, you know, so that they can directly collect water from the source beneath. This water is completely free to use. And if you have a well constructed, you know, right in your backyard, it's probably really convenient. But it does carry some risk. Um, the raw water collected from the wells might be infested with tons of bacteria. Also, depending upon you know where you're at, again, different states have uh, different things uh, going on in their water sources, but it can have high traces of iron and even arsenic, um, and which can lead to toxic metal poisoning. So if you have not tested your water, I would highly recommend, I'm on Amazon right now, they're very cheap. They're like seven, eight bucks, test your water. Um, the one that we have looks at chlorine, hardness, iron, pH, the acidity of it, the total alkalinity of it, copper, iron, nitrates, uh, as well as hydrogen sulfide. So test your water. I mean, even if you are tap or your city or your well, um, I would actually say test. And we did this with our water filtration system compared to our tap water compared to the refrigerator mm. uh, filter. And that's pretty eye opening. So test and see, you know, um, because you just don't know, uh, what, what you're consuming. And so if you are somebody who is on well water, this should be, you know, pretty easy for you. It's a free source of water, obviously take that, but put it through, you know, a reverse osmosis or something like yep. that to purify it. Yep. So number six is distilled water. Um, and this is basically any water that has been purified using the process of distillation. Um, and this is basically boiling the water until it turns into water vapor and then capturing the gas and condensing it back to its liquid state. And this is by far one of the most safe ways to get rid of any like contaminants or bacteria because you boil it. Um, however, is it safe to drink? The lack of toxic contaminants, germs, and bacteria does make it seem safe, but besides lacking all of the harmful impurities, distilled water also misses out on the essential minerals and salt. And so typically when someone does distilled water, you want to add back in trace minerals um, and sodium and things like that because too much 
distilled water can actually result in mineral deficiency as well as um, teeth. Like uh, you lose uh, teeth enamel, you start to lose things because you are not getting the minerals and the things that your mm-hmm. body needs for those things. Um, so the last one is hard water. I'm sorry. Number seven, second to last, I think, hard water. Uh, When the water has a high mineral content, it is called hard water. This happens when water percolates through several layers of limestone, chalk, and even gypsum, um, which are high in calcium, magnesium carbonates, bicarbonates, sulfates, all those things. So another reason for increased hardness in some areas is the depleting level of groundwater due to overextraction. So as a result, those compounds contaminate the water Increasing its hardness, other elements in hard water may be compounds like iron, aluminum, and manganese, which also add to the hardness. So the extra mineral content doesn't make this water necessarily good for your health. Um, So as per the IS 10,500 standards of potable drinking water, there are limits to various contaminants of hard water that it's advisable not to consume water with mineral content beyond those limits. So when this is the case, um, it's good to bring in like a type of water purifier that can help bring the hardness under control and improve the taste while disinfecting it at the same time. We actually have hard water, mm-hmm. so we have salt um, that we, so we have like a we have to buy salt regularly to put in our yep big thing that we put in the water filter the water. <laughs> I could not think of the right word. It's yeah. It's a water filter that then the water is softer. Cause I will be honest. I hate hard water showers. You never feel like you get the soap off of you. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. Well, and I have, you know, colored hair. So I've had to buy hard water shampoo uh, to keep the color, you know, from not turning. So, and I can look up, um, you know, it's talking about like UV and reverse osmosis in terms of, you know, how you're filtering. So our system that we have, I I can put the link in the show notes for Amazon. It wasn't that expensive, but it's got like four or five different. It's like 300 or 400 bucks. You put it underneath the sink. Well, and before that we were buying the Costco. Yeah. You guys were of the alkaline man. Those are the best though. I know. Um, you know, water bottles, but shoot with inflation it's probably 20 bucks a case now you know i know so um all right the last one here and then i do want to just quickly touch on um i pulled some other information up regarding what is it in tap water uh it's quite frightening uh but anyways alkaline water a lot of people and i as i just mentioned um like there's a lot of hype around alkaline water uh these days so while it goes without saying you shouldn't drink acidic water right many people that have the idea that alkaline water can help neutralize the acid in the body which can then help slow down the process of aging and prevent cancer. However, there's very little scientific evidence to showcase that alkaline water has these health benefits. So although there's no proof that alkaline water offers these miraculous health benefits, uh, we also don't have any confirmation that it's harmful. So generally it is safe for drinking, but there are some cases where it may cause some issues. So for some individuals who have low stomach acid, uh, alkaline water can reduce your stomach acid from effectively killing off harmful bacteria that you might consume with your food. Again, going back to the stomach acid podcast, 1.3 to, uh, sorry, 1.5 to three is what you want your stomach acid level to be. And if you're looking at, you know, a pH scale, your water, um, you know, being very acidic, you wouldn't want to be consuming that. Like I would actually burn to consume, you know, very acidic water. Um, so as a general rule of thumb, you would want to be able to drink water, again, that has a normal pH level, um, an uncomfortably high pH that's alkaline uh, level or too low of pH, too acidic, can and have can and will have detrimental effects on your body. So yeah, I mean, I think the verdict's still out on the alkaline water from what I understand after reading this yeah. from this article that we are sharing with you guys today. But let's talk about tap water. 
what's really in your tap water. So, and I will put this uh, in the show notes for you guys as well. Uh, but tap water has been shown to contain heavy metals, additives, chlorination byproducts, pesticides, arsenic, radon, and rocket fuel, to name a few. Also medications, birth control, a lot mm-hmm. of different medications because people pee these things out, guys, and then it goes into your, you know, mm-hmm. our systems that we then filter and drink and trace amounts of those things. Yeah. And then like you mentioned before, when it's traveling through all of these pipes, like I think about, you know, all of the the lead pipes that it's traveling through, um, bacteria is building up, you know, in those pipes, you're getting all of that, uh, you know, basically in your body. And if your stomach acid level is not where it should be, your body's not killing these things off and therefore, you know, the bacteria or the viruses or whatever it is that's contaminated your water is going to take residence in your body and require your immune system to respond. And hopefully you're in a healthy place where it can and it can fight it and can defend it. If not, you know, this is again where we look at sickness and illness and so forth. So yep. filter your water. Sometimes you might need to, if you're doing like we talked about, you're boiling the water, you need to add things back into it. So The other last thing that we want to talk about really fast, because we talked a lot about sodium and the need for sodium and electrolytes. Um, So there's some other hydration electrolytes that play a big role. So sodium for sure. (coughs) Potassium and magnesium would be next in line. So deficiencies in either electrolyte can cause headaches, low energy, and muscle cramps. Potassium is especially important because potassium and sodium have a very synergistic balance to help maintain fluid balance. If you do not eat or supplement enough sodium, I'm sorry, potassium, your body tries to restore this balance by selectively excreting more sodium. This depletes sodium levels and this really screws up your hydration status. The biggest problem I think that we made around fearing sodium is that we didn't consider potassium in the equation. It became sodium is bad for you. Sodium causes high blood pressure, which when acutely consumed in the massive amounts of processed foods that we eat as a society, yes, sodium becomes a real issue, but it's not so much the sodium. It's the crap food that you're consuming to get that sodium. And then we lose potassium. And when you have enough potassium, sodium and potassium do really well together. Eating enough sodium and potassium together is great for your fluid balance. So Unlike sodium, you lose very little potassium and magnesium through sweat. So you still want to optimize dietary sources to prevent deficiency, but we need to understand that getting as much potassium and magnesium from food is the name of the game. And obviously sodium you can get from certain foods. Eggs are a great source of sodium, different type of seafood, Mm -hmm. but dark leafy greens are great for magnesium. Most fruits and starchy vegetables are rich in potassium. So things like potatoes, peppers, broccoli, um, bananas, obviously people think of. And so you want to get those things from your diet. But if you want to supplement about one to three grams a day of potassium, 300 to anywhere north of like 800 milligrams of magnesium is very safe um, because most people are deficient in magnesium. Very important, especially if you are low carb or if you're just like low calorie in general. Mm -hmm. And then your sodium, (laughs) five to six grams. We have a whole podcast on sodium depending upon- 5,000 to 6,000 milligrams Mm -hmm. is what that equates to, guys, for those of you that are not quick thinking mathematical brains. (laughs) Yeah, because some people are like, oh my God, Element has 1,000 milligrams of sodium. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And and your food log, when you're really cleaning up your food, if you're looking at your sodium- You don't need a lot. You're, yeah, you're getting 1,800 milligrams. So you want to get north of five to 6,000? Especially if you're active, Mm -hmm. if you're sweating. Yep. You're in a hot climate. 
Yeah. So one of the articles that I'm going to link out in the show notes for you guys actually talks about uh, the number of known chemicals that are in the U.S. tap water supply that are not regulated by the EPA. And here's the biggest thing that we need to understand, guys. What they are testing for is acute levels that can cause damage or issues. Mm -hmm. They are not testing for the fact that you are consuming this water for decades at a time and slowly accumulating these levels of toxins and heavy metals and pesticides and all of these things. That is the silent killer, the accumulation of all of these things. And anyone that says you don't have to worry about detoxification because your liver detox yourself, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Like, come to my house. We need to talk. You do need to support detoxification regularly. It might not even be bad to go through a actual detox protocol once a year to help allow the liver to work as it's supposed to because the exposure to all the things that we're exposed to today's, it's just a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. Well, they're testing, you know, your, your tap water and then you're combining that with all of the inflammatory oils, all of the processed foods, the additives, all of the other things that are causing inflammation and stress to the body. So you and guys want to read this article? They're testing for one thing. Like mm-hmm. what is the acute level of mercury in water that causes harm to humans? Not, oh, let's talk about mercury and aluminum and heavy metals and all of these different things, guys. They're not, they're not looking fluoride. at the accumulative effect of all of those things. They're looking at one thing at a time. Yeah, fluoride, that's huge. I do want to do a podcast just on fluoride mm. because it impacts everything. Your thyroid health, uh, your reproductive system, your brain, your GI tract, IQ in children. I think we got a little trigger happy with fluoride. Mm -hmm. The world got a little trigger happy. Yep. The small benefit it brings turns into let's consume large amounts of it. Mm -hmm. And now we have all these issues. Yep. So anyways, we'll wrap it up with this. It's estimated that there are 140 known chemicals that are not regulated by the EPA in our tap water. If that doesn't encourage you to start filtering your water, then we're not sure what will. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back on Friday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.